well, well. Hello, good evening, good afternoon. Wherever you are. Wherever you are, whatever time of day it is, welcome to Pop Apologists. Another episode. You know, Chandler, I've been listening to – we've been going on a lot of podcasts recently. Right. And I have been listening to our episodes, and I noticed that almost everyone has like a very, very – intro intro. It's always like, right. hello, we are this person and we think this and this right. is what we talk about. Welcome to the show. And then they start talking. And we've got a pretty lazy intro. That's what you're saying. All we can come up with is three three words, well, 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 repeated right. week after week. Yeah. And we're, we always like inject something like, it's another day. We're back again. <laughs> it's like the, the, the complaints of like dejected workers. Here we are. Here we are. It is what it is. (laughs) Exactly. Another week. (laughs) Happy Monday. Yeah. All right, Chan. Today we are discussing red flags in relationships. Mm -hmm. I think this is like the first of its kind where we kind of do a topic-based episode. So we'll see how this goes. Well, and I I would just like to state that the reason – why Lauren and I are experts on this subject and why this episode is so important to us is because we have a long history of dating, um, you know, less than great men. Would you less agree with that? Less than savory characters, if you will. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So let's get okay. into it. The first one I have that I want to discuss. Um, actually, and, and what do you go ask? first? Okay. Well, let's let's just set the scene. Um, in the words of Casey Musgraves, whose album, by the way. I kind of thought it was a letdown, but anyways, and that's a topic for another day. Mm-hmm. We asked everybody on IG to send us their relationship red flags, and boy, oh boy, did we get some responses. Looks like everyone else has also had a bad dating history, um, so you know we're not alone. Let's start with a few heavy hitters, okay? Okay. The first one says just this, wears flip-flops unnecessarily. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> We grew up in a beach town and there's nothing we hate more than flip-flops. I mean, there is just such a like Southern California dad vibe, which is flip-flops year-round, day Mm -hmm. after day. Mm -hmm. And ultimately what that shows, what that says is this person has lost all respect for themselves. No ambition. Zero sense of style. Zero sense of personal decorum or taste. Right. And they have completely let themselves go. Right. And that's not a good place to start out. That might be a place that you end up, you know, might be as inevitable as the years ticking on themselves. However, it's something you should avoid at the beginning of a relationship because this is a person who's just way too comfortable in their ways. Absolutely. Way too comfortable in their own skin. Something, you know, I don't like to usher in. Yeah. Um, I just, I also think it's interesting, you know, wear flips, wears flip flops unnecessarily. I don't actually think there's ever a time when it's necessary for men to wear flip flops. I prefer, you know my man to I haven't actually voiced this to him but I think I don't think I ever want to see him in flip-flops I don't think we want to see their feet period no do what have you discussed this with Kagan you know regarding your upcoming nuptials of course I have and I also live in Puerto Rico Kagan wears flip-flops most of the time and it's just it's a fact of my life and it's something I've just grown accustomed to he actually does put on tennis shoes whenever we go to dinner and I feel like he does make an effort to wear actual shoes yeah yeah but, you know, the flip-flops, they're part of the lifestyle in, in PR. 
I I will say that our at least my flip flop um you know superiority is a little bit rich considering the fact that I put on a crazy pair of socks today and then put on those like pillow slides that you get on Amazon and wore those around all day. That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Yeah. So I'm basically like defying all style. Uh, I'm basically defying all of these rules, but whatever. It's double standard. It always has been. It's a man's world and, you know, whatever. Yada, yada, yada. You know what it really is? It's about the guy who shows up for a dinner in flip-flops. Who Like right. you're going out to dinner and their move is flip-flops. That's the guy you want to avoid. If he wears flip-flops to the, to the grocery store randomly, if he wears it to the beach, of course – and you know we wish she didn't we wish she put on like a dignified right. tenny mm-hmm. or a sperry but these are appropriate circumstances it's really when you're going out to dinner and you look down and the guy has a button down or a polo on or just a t-shirt of course cuz they you know heaven forbid they dress up a little right and you can see those toe hairs you know toe hairs Ugh. not even toenails like it's it's all it stops the toe hairs it's just um, so undignified it's so undignified. We're going to ask this question a lot tonight, and that is WWBFD. What would Brad Falchuk do? Absolutely. Absolutely. Would he wear Uh, flip-flops? No. Never. Never. I I bet you guys never worn them in his life. Mm -mm. Okay. Let's get along. Moving right along. This is something that I think a lot of women need to look out for. And it's something that I think initially can draw them in, but it's ultimately a a red flag as deep and crimson as their own blood. Okay. Oh, wow. Jeez. (laughs) Took a visceral turn. I did just come up with that on the fly. Wow. Um, Plays the guitar. This is something that's a problem. Okay. Listen, it's fine if he's able to play the guitar, Mm -hmm. but if he is an actively engaged guitar player in his spare time, I think your life is going to be difficult. (laughs) I do think you're going to have a difficult life with this person. There's going to be too many feelings, okay? Just too much sentimentality, a little too many like earnest urgings to strum a tune, you know, Mm -hmm. when you really Mm -hmm. just need him to help you unload the groceries. It just says something about their overall approach to life that I think is going to make your life hard. (laughs) I can already see fast forward, you know, 25 years from now, you know, to to being a person who's who's with a person who plays the guitar and just seeing that guitar, you know, strewn about the house when the house is already disheveled. It's like, can't you just pick up your gd guitar okay i don't want to i don't want to pick up your costco guitar every time you know i need to clean up the den oh even worse you're gonna be you're gonna be helping get your kids into into the bath or something Mm -hmm. you're gonna be doing some sort of chore and you're just gonna hear the you know the the i don't know the sounds of the beatles coming from i was just gonna say the third bedroom and it's just it's gonna make you like so rageful. It's going to mean homicide or divorce, one or the other. One or the other. I would stay away from musicians, period. Isn't that so funny? Because truly, in my early 20s, I would have given my right arm to date a musician. That's because women in their early 20s, and this was my own experience, honestly don't have a clue. Don't have (laughs) a clue. They Uh are idiots when it comes to dating. Most of them have no savvy. It's a very unfortunate fact of life. And some of them get stuck in those relationships, unfortunately, for them. And don't get me wrong, I love earnest desires and yearnings. I just want them in the form of a card or spoken to me, not saying. Yeah, I think that it's it's just a red flag if if they're engaged in with any sort of art in a serious way. What if that's their (laughs) profession? What if they're actually an artist by trade? 
also red flag. It's right. all an issue. Okay. Uh, uh, like what what kind of artist do you see where it's working well? <sighs> like maybe you're Morgan Stewart and you got Phil McGraw and you got that. Right. You're on and that yeah, payroll. If, you're, if your in-laws are have an LLC, you're good. Let me tell you. Most of the time, you're going to be in one of two situations. A, they're going to be an artist and you're going to be broke. Or B, they're going to be an artist and they're going to have women throwing themselves at them. Right. There's just no middle ground. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's what I have to say about that. Okay. Great. (laughs) All right. Now that we've um, alienated all men who have, you know, any sort of artistic sensibilities or interest in the humanities, what do we have next? Okay. Let me see. Bad credit. Yeah, this is a doozy. If SoFi doesn't want to offer him a, you know, 9.99% interest rate loan, there's no reason you should offer him a second date. Well, and and here's what I'll say. I think the lady can have, you know, a credit history of her own, but that's that's between the lady and her god. And I think that the man should always have an impeccable credit credit score and credit history. Okay, you just say that because you you have like a history of maybe not the most pristine of credit. <laughs> yes, I do say that, but I just, just want to, to make it abundantly clear that I think that if here's here's where I'm just going to fully own the double standard. I think that if if a man has bad spending habits and isn't good with money, like I feel way more comfortable being the woman in the relationship who isn't good with money. I don't I don't know that I feel comfortable dating someone who wasn't good with money. Well, I think that that you definitely need to balance each other out. But I I ultimately think that these go both ways. And so I'm actually going to disagree with you here. Well, I'm saying I can see what you're saying. All I'm saying is that it's up. It's about the lady's credit history. Do you like how I'm saying the lady? (laughs) Yes, yes. I realize that you're being kind to yourself right now, which is an amazing thing. We all need to practice more self love. But I want to say that I think like okay, all of these things. I actually think that they go both ways. Like if you're dating a girl and she's an artiste, she probably is going to have a lot of feelings that are going to make your life difficult. You know what I mean? Right, Like these things really do go both ways. Um, And so I would say that in terms of bad credit, that's something that guys should look out for too. It just means that someone can't handle their shit. Right. That's really what it means. Right. And let me once again, for the third time this month, state on the podcast that I have excellent credit now. Okay. My credit is no longer in the red at all. What is your credit score? It's in the 700s, mid 700s, baby. Really? Not, I guess it's not in the 800s, yeah, but you know, okay. we all have our own journeys. We'll verify that later. What's your credit at, bitch? I mean, mid seven. Are you the only way you can have. See, this is why I'm skeptical. The only way you can be like an 800 credit score at our age. Actually, I don't even think you can. I don't even like. I think to get it to an 800, you have to have tons of credit history where you've just paid everything off on well, time for like 20 right. years, right, 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 right. 30 years impossible. or something. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I'm skeptical of your mid-700s. But you know, I think a 680 is totally respectable. (laughs) I'm like 676. (laughs) Okay. I have one. You ready? Hit me with it. Carries a weapon of any kind. This actually was submitted and this I feel so deeply in the core of my being. Right. And you did used to date a mountain man. So can you just speak to that with your, you know, with your own personal history? Yeah, the mountain man actually didn't carry any sort of weapons regularly. It's really the guy you need to look out for that carries either a pocket knife, a switchblade, or a concealed carry. The concealed carry, obviously, this person. Absolutely, right. Like, unless, 
Unless they work for a government agency. Yes, exactly. But a guy who cares, especially like a switchblade, it's just such a cor- – it, it's a guy who's more interested in seeming dangerous Tough. right, right, than in just being a normal person. Right, Like he's right. not confident enough in himself to just walk about life normally. He has to carry a switchblade with him. Right. I don't know. It just – it says something about – and obviously it also depends on like the way that they present it. It's just about a guy – who likes to shroud himself in a veneer of danger and seeming like some sort of character from a Hemingway novel. It's, right. it's not a good look. It's a kind of an amateur, embarrassing, not comfortable in their own skin vibe. Um, this will also okay. be the same person who glorifies physical fights right. that they were in in the past. That is also a huge red flag. Absolutely. And if you're packing that type of heat, like what are you compensating for? That's all I'll say. Honestly. Amen. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. okay. What else do we have? We have an excellent one um, submitted to us by the one and only Jenna Kingsley. Okay. This is following endless girls on IG. And I think yes. that you and I would like to A, agree with this and then also add in, you know, one more qualifier. Following endless girls on IG that he doesn't know. It has – yeah. If he's if he's following a bunch of hot girls and he just happens to have a lot of hot, hot girlfriends, not a problem. It's the guy who's following like a hundred – or 50 or even 20 hot girls that he's never met in real right. life. The that IG is, models. For every 10 hot IG models he follows, mm-hmm. that's one time he's going to cheat on you, okay? That's a good like <laughs> math math ratio, math uh, combination. What's, right. what's the word? Math formula. That's a good formula sure. you can use to, you know, look into the crystal ball of your future. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Um, additionally – oh, go ahead. No, no, you go. I would say additionally – following any sort of porn star or pornographic actress on right. Instagram. This should come come uh, as obvious. Um, let's just say there were guys that I went on a few dates with. I noticed that this was happening and I somehow rationalized it. So I'm here to be the canary in the coal mine mm-hmm. for young women. Lauren, you are you're waving a a huge red flag and I can see you waving it desperately, desperately. And it's, it's a beautiful thing that, you know, you're being so honest about this because I, I couldn't agree more. It's really dark. Go through your man's explore page. We've said it before. We'll say it again. It's better than going through text messages. Not something I sanction, but if you want to know who you're dating, look at his explore feed. Okay. I've got another one. Okay. Joe Rogan listener. I'm fine with someone listening to Joe Rogan. I think Joe Rogan has lots of smart people on his podcast, some dumb people, but I think he has lots of smart people. I actually really respect Joe Rogan. I was actually thinking about that the other day because Joe Rogan interviews people for like three hours every day, and I can't even imagine trying to prepare to interview that many people in depth. Well, he gets paid a lot, and he makes a lot more money than we do, so (laughs) I could. I sure could. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Okay, so why do you So this is my – this is why I fully I agree with this, and because I'm I'm not a huge Joe Rogan fan. What I will say is it's not you know it's not something to cancel anybody for. Absolutely not. But what's important to notice and to look out for is is Joe Rogan the smartest person that they are you know filling their brain with? Are they you know listening to other smart people or is Joe Rogan a, you know as smart as it gets? Which mm-hmm. I would argue and say like Joe Rogan's maybe not the smartest guy. I think maybe he inter- he does totally interview a wide range of people. And because he has such a huge platform, a ton of really interesting people go on his podcast. But, you know, just make sure they're diversifying their, you know, intellectual podcasts, like pop apologists or something like that. Yes. If it's their only, if it's their only intake, 
I absolutely agree. Okay, I've got another one. You ready? Okay, yeah. Guys who only use Snapchat. If a guy is using, is constantly snapping other ladies or is constantly snapping, it's kind of immature to me. It's like, don't you have like work? Don't you have a job? I also think that the way that messages disappear, there's no history. It's like a guy who basically only uses incognito mode. He only sends DMs on van. It's just like, what do you have to hide? Right. You right. Know, and it's very, it's a very juvenile app. Totally. So really, are you it's dating an 18-year-old? Right. Are Come you on. like trying to pick up on high schoolers? Um, right. Okay, wait. Can we double back quickly to the credit thing? Because someone has another response on here about bad credit, and I want to okay. just – I want to add some color to what we said. So this okay. person said, guys who only – this is like their red flag. Guys who only pay in cash and carry like two grand on them. That's a sign <laughs> of bad credit and inability to get credit. Wow. This is the smoking gun. For the record, when I didn't have great credit, I never carried cash. I never carried two grand on me, but very interesting. Yeah, or they're a drug dealer. Right, literally. You know what? Yeah. That's actually very smart because if a guy just had a ton of cash on him, I yeah. would just assume, wow, this guy is rich, loaded. Right, right. Filthy rich. OMG. Mm-hmm. But that's true. Truly, I mean, I think that truly rich people – never pay with cash ever yeah. like don't carry yeah. any cash ever or they carry like a few hundreds on them sometimes that's and true. that they never really use right it's just like a casual for hundreds but if he's always right. traveling packing heat in the form of cash that is something to look out for he's either dabbling in illicit activities or he has terrible credit right so we'll uh, let you decide if either of those are savory for you you be the judge ladies okay i have one that i think is truly Truly the golden standard, the thing that applies to basically all of us. And I think that women need to hear this. They need to internalize it and they need to act on it. Okay, you ready? Okay, I'm ready. And this is a more of a serious one. When he doesn't act interested in you. Oh, yeah. Ladies, if they want you, you will know it. You will know it. They will call you. They will text you when they say they will text you. They will get in touch. They will make sure that you have plans. There will be no ambiguity. There is not a situation where they are going to, you know, lose their phone or be really busy. None of that is going to happen, okay? If they like you, they will show it and you will know it. And any guy who you want, who you don't know if they like you or not, they don't. It's time to move on. Um, you were just channeling a little bit of Shira right there, and it was amazing. I was channeling Shira. That's correct. Are we going to tell people about Shira, or is that going to be? Are we yeah, saving? No, that? we should absolutely tell people about Shira. I think we even have maybe in our early episodes, but it's it's no, time I, we for never you to have her. really we never have. And I'm not prepared to talk about Shira because Shira. I feel like we need to bring in clips. We need to be really okay. prepped for that episode. Okay, well, let, okay, that's fine. Let's just let's leave this in though because I think Shira is an important like person to tease because I think. Like, uh, she's an important person we need to bring up again. So everyone stay tuned. We'll do an episode about Shira, who is the love guru. Shira, let me just say, there's a woman named Shira on this planet. She completely changed my life. I think she's the reason I'm engaged today. Um, She's an authority on relationships and love and Mm male-female dynamics. And I I bow down at the altar of Shira. I'm going to say move over Oprah Winfrey. Move over Super Soul Sunday. Move over Brene Brown. Move yes. over, you know, radical gratitude or whatever her thing is. Mm-hmm. Shira. We we worship, you know, at the feet of Shira. Exactly. So, you know, that episode will take a lot of work on the front end, but we'll do it. Maybe we'll what do it. 
We might have to do it on the Patreon. It might be right. a little too inflammatory for the regular episode. But Shira tells it like it is. She's a truth teller. She's a seer. She's a revelator. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll leave you with a choice snippet. Or, I'll leave you with a choice tidbit, which is stop caring. Why do you care? Stop yeah. caring. Stop caring. Why do you care? It's truly, truly. Right. Okay. okay. Um, also, I want to say this too. There's a song, When a Man Loves a Woman. Literally, the words of that song are so true. And what's that? Will you read them? Okay, yeah, I'll I'll do. I'll do a dramatic reading. Um, When a man loves a woman, can't keep his mind on nothing else. He'd trade the world for the good thing he's found. If she is bad, he can't see it. She can do no wrong, and turn his back on his best friend if he puts her down. When a man loves a woman, spends every last dime. And trying to hold on to what he needs, he give he'd give up all his comforts and sleep out in the rain if she said that's the way it ought to be. Anyway, did you actually just know that from heart from the heart? No, I had it pulled up. I was gonna say because you it wasn't even like I heard you type or anything. It was like instant. It was really nice. Yeah, um, I'm prepared. Well done. I'm prepared yeah. for this episode. Thank you. Honestly, if you are questioning, like, okay. Kagan at this point, he can entertain other things than my love for him, unfortunately. He's got more going on in his mind. But in the beginning of a relationship, the most important part, the courting process, you will be the only thing on his mind primarily. And also, you will know that he's into you. Right. You will know that he's right. into you. Yeah. Do not – if you're rationalizing the way that they're treating you poorly, that just means you have a guy who's not that into you, period. I mean, I will say safely that, you know – 70% of my relationships were me rationalizing someone treating me poorly. Yes. Yes. You like, could be and th- dating someone who is not that into you, like boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I also want to say this kind of dovetails off of this nicely. If a guy asks you to split the check or accepts your offer to split the check on the first date, please run out of the restaurant screaming. Get out of there. Call the police. Absolutely not. It's uh, to me. It's like he asked you on the date. He invited you on this date. That's usually the way it goes. Right. That's not the case. Whatever you know, you're progressive. We get it. Um, he asked you on the date. Let him pay. For goodness sakes, you should offer because I think that it's only appropriate to offer. I think that in 2021, it's inappropriate to not offer. Okay. If he ex- if he says yes. Get ready to split everything for the rest of your life. I don't don't even know if you should offer on the first date. Really? I don't know if like when the check – it's always those awkward moments where the check gets there. And if if neither of you acknowledge it and then, you know, if he beats you to it and says, oh, let me get this, you know, do you then say, are you sure? Like I guess – I don't know. I I go back and forth with like whether or not you have to offer or if you just say thank you so much. I think you – don't go wrong by offering. I think not offering can come across as a little entitled and a little bratty. Right. I think okay. that I think that offering is a classy move. I know? agree. I think it is a classy move as well. Um, I don't think it's a needy move. I don't think it makes you look but like you, don't, you think you don't deserve to be paid for or any BS like that. Give him the opportunity to really show you that he's a classy guy. Right, right. Let him pull out that $2,000 in cash and use it on you <laughs> for during dinner. Okay. Here's the other thing too, is I think that that doesn't mean that you, you know, he has to pay for everything for your whole relationship. 
But a man needs to lead and begin the relationship with a spirit of generosity. And if he doesn't have that spirit when he hasn't had sex with you yet, he is never going to have that spirit. Can you speak more to the spirit of generosity? Because that's an interesting, (laughs) like, yeah, that's an interesting choice of words. Like, okay, so I was actually thinking about this today and I was thinking, um, why is it that, you know, women generally, why do we have these customs? Why is it important that a guy in 2021, when women go to work and men go to work, why is it important that he offers to pay? Why is gentility and chivalry still important in our culture? Can I tell you why I think it is? I think it's rooted in evolution. And it's because if your relationship is successful and you're like most people and you you know, want a family and you get married, you as the woman, you will bear the brunt of the responsibility for 100% of childbearing and a lot most of childbearing. That's mm-hmm. just the way the cookie crumbles. Right. I get that there are outliers. I get that there are amazing guys that stay at home. I, I totally get that. But for most people, that's just the way the cookie is going to crumble. And the right. way that as a culture – we've made up for that disparity in vulnerability and sacrifice mm-hmm. is we have placed the onus on men to protect and provide. Right. And when we abdicate them of that responsibility and they don't show wow. an impulse toward that abdicate, early on. Abdicate them. Wow. I'm, I'm this sorry. is a stirring. This is like, I'm, I'm hearing this. I'm here for it. I'm just sorry, but what cruel trick of feminism is that when we basically let men off the hook completely? Completely. And it's, yeah, agreed. That is why we have these customs. You can, listen, I split things with, not that I'm like the oracle on on a hill, like my relationship is perfect, yada, yada, at all. I think that your Instagram bio is the oracle on the hill. (laughs) (laughs) I'm saying I I split a lot of things with Kagan for a lot of our relationship. Right split the rent with him for, you know, a few years. I split a lot of dates. You know, we definitely went more into that 50-50 mode for a good portion of our relationship. But you better believe we started out with him being generous and chivalrous. Right, right. Because the thing is, is like when you're both building a future together, it does sort of just become both of yours. Mm -hmm. I agree. But in the beginning, they need to show you what's happening at the end what you know what the promised land looks like <laughs> is this yeah. wrong no i completely agree i com- i think here's the thing i think i don't know i wonder if we're going to get flack for this but this is how my perspective like when i first started dating ben he was extremely generous mm-hmm. and and it was like it was a really great indicator of like oh he's like actually treating me so wonderfully like he's truly like investing and it was like it to me it was like a sign of him investing and like really taking me out and like showing me a good time and to me that was like a really meaningful part of like oh he he, I don't know which is a wonderful like indicator of like how serious like and and good things were and then I think like yeah a relationship has evolved into more of like you know splitting things and because like and we actually had like a conversation about it because that actually makes the most sense for like where our like our lives are at. Right. And I, I don't think anyone needs to feel the burden of a relationship. And so I like, and, and, you know, and, and we both want to do like fun things and whatnot. And so I guess I totally it's- agree with you. And, but, but also, and I also agree with you in the sense that women, it's just like a fact of life that women are going to pick up slack in the house. Like hands down, we're going to have the kids. We're probably going to do most of the child rearing. Like that's yes. just kind of the way the cookie is always crumbled. 
And so it's okay if like right now maybe, or, you know, at the beginning of your relationship, if the scales are a little bit tipped because you know what, it all comes out in the wash, baby. It absolutely does. It absolutely does. And if you say that a girl wanting a guy to pay on the first couple dates is her being a gold digger, let me tell you, you're an idiot. And really what it is, is her just being, having basic common sense and using her powers of perception to deduce if this guy is going to treat her well later on. Right. That's it. That's all it is. You don't have to go out to a nice meal. You don't even have to do some bougie bougie thing. He could plan something really sweet like a picnic in the park. Like yeah, I at mean, the beginning, it's- even if it's like a sweet gesture, it should be all on him. Right. And I just, I, I think that it's just a part of, yeah, it's just a part of that, those initial gestures that mean that goes such a long way. But I do think it is obviously natural to then, you know, evolve into more of a 50 50, like you and I both have experienced in, you know, at different times. Yes. Absolutely. Because the other, yeah. Because, you know, I think the other thing is like sometimes I think if you're not 50 50, there is like, you know, if, if a guy is paying for everything, I, I can start to feel like I don't have as much say in what we do, there, which totally. is not what I want at all. Ever. There becomes an imbalance of power, especially right. if there isn't some sort of quid pro quo where you know you you bear the larger responsibility for the domestic duties. Right? And they you know they pay for stuff. Mm-hmm. In that time, in in that situation, it's more leveled out. But yeah, I'm not saying we all need a sugar daddy or you know some guy who's just going to pay for everything all the time. And I don't even think – I just don't – like our podcast listeners are smart. They don't need all these qualifiers. They know what we mean. What we mean. Right. They're right. nodding their heads. They get it. And They're this, nodding. They've got great credit. Yeah. This is just gospel truth to smart women, you know? Right. right. So – But it's just – it's so funny because I think our, our conventional wisdom that we were raised with was you should never pay for a thing. Yeah, it was. But it was also like – but You'll it was be married also like, by like twenty two. Yeah, getting married by twenty two, and yeah. and you, you know, work you work and put your husband probably through some sort of per, like graduate school, and you have this very traditional path. And yeah. so I don't think it was like you're going to marry someone and they're going to put you know suddenly you're going to enter the five star lifestyle in any way. Yeah. Um. It was just more thought of that we'd be young mothers, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So sorry, um, mom and dad. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Tried we'll to be make in the happen, winter of our 30s before that happens. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I should certainly feeling that way. No. Um, okay, I've digressed too long on that, but I think it it bears repeating. Absolutely. Do you think we should rewrite that book, The Rules, but like according to the pop apologist? The pop apologist and Shira? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If we had, I would say yes, but I know we don't have the work ethic. So. Absolutely do not. There's a ghostwriter out there who wants to listen to our podcast and try and you know mimic our voice. Please have at it. For yeah. free, if you're if you're interested in doing this for free or pro you know, bono, you want to take like a cut of pop apologist once we go big, hit us up. Right, once, once. Honestly, yeah. actually, us writing like some sort of dating book, it's really not a bad idea. Just hey. in terms of like, it's a good business idea. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, some little things. Huffing our um, shit. What's Harper Collins? Yeah. If you work for HarperCollins or Penguin Classics, because mm-hmm. I think it will immediately be a Penguin <laughs> Classic, hit us up. Absolutely. Okay. This is another one. I think we're yeah. getting into more serious topics, but I think it's important. I have two that I really want to touch on. Okay. okay. Estranged from anyone in his immediate family. I think yeah. this goes b- both ways, both genders. 
This is honestly a, fr- a friend thing too. If you, mm-hmm. if there is someone and they're estranged from their mother or father or one of their siblings and like haven't spoken to them in like a few years and that, that, that immediate family member didn't commit a crime and was arrested by the police for some right. heinous they're act. Not a penitentiary. Right. For doing something truly horrible to another family member. Like unless they meet a to- a very high bar of um a very high bar i would say of ill deeds of, of ne'er-do-well Ill deeds <laughs> right yeah that shows that this person does not understand the value of family relationships of loyalty there's just a screw loose there in my opinion yeah i i've always said i just never want to be a person who cuts people out of their life like i, ha- I actually think i have maybe one person and this is like an ex who i've actually cut out of my life and i haven't spoken to like since a feud but I think that exes cutting, don't apply to this. Right. Exes, exes don't apply. But I think even like if, if they have if they are comfortable cutting people out of their lives and being estranged from people, obviously they're family. But I would even take it a step further. Like if they have a ton of like friends who they, you know, or if they like if there's bad blood with multiple people in their life, I think that's kind of a red flag. Yes, I, I totally agree. It means and obviously that- close family. I just think if you're willing to give up on your fam on your immediate family relationships. And like, yeah, like you said, the person didn't create a ha- commit a heinous crime, like that. Yeah, that really is a screws loose if you actually want to like cut family members out of your life. Right. Um, okay. So another more serious one, and I'm interested in your thoughts on this, Chandler. Single and never married past 35. Oh, I don't think that's like a red flag. I don't. I think never had a serious relationship red flag. But if never married, I mean, I'm living in the real world. And I think that there's plenty of like eligible guys who have, you know, 35. I totally disagree. I think, I mean, yeah, maybe I would have it. Maybe I will have a different perspective on this in a few years. But right now, 35 doesn't seem like too old to not be, to not, you know, have been married. I think that, here's the deal. I think that good guys get snapped up really early and they kind of, and they tend, because they're good guys, they stay with whoever, you know, snaps them up, whoever they fall in love with first. Like they're good, loyal guys and they get snapped up really early. And I think that um, guys that are still single in their late 30s and there's obviously like – I wouldn't say 35 is your is your late 30s. Though. Okay. But I 36 plus. 36 sure. plus. The cutoff is yeah. the 365th day of your 35th year of life. Right. If you begin your 36th birthday single – I'm going to caution any young women before they date you and or women, period. And this is why. This doesn't apply if you had like a failed engagement and you were on the path to that and some girl pieced out on you. That doesn't apply. But I do think that guys that are single in their late 30s, and I did kind of for a time in my life when I was in my 20s, exclusively not exclusively, but I dated a lot of guys in their late 30s because I mistakenly thought that they would be mature and ready for a serious mm-hmm. relationship, not like the guys in their 20s. This was totally wrong. What I was doing was pre-selecting for guys who had commitment issues, who did not value family and were not able, you know, who wanted to play the field and had had a history of that. And you will, most of the time, that's what you'll find if you'll find, if you meet a guy who's still single in his late 30s. Yeah, I I can see that. I think also you're going to meet guys who are jaded. Yes. And that is actually to me the scariest thing of all. It's like someone who's jaded. I will never forget when I was on a date 
I was on a date with this guy who's in his late 30s and he was complaining about the fact that, you know, dating women in their 30s, it was such a problem because they wanted to have kids, you know, really quickly. And they were like very much like kind of under the gun and like it was very much always a conversation. That was always like a conversation. And what I'm telling you is that these are the guys that don't understand that that's just the reality of life and instead like are looking to just be Peter Pan's forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, thank That's, you. No, thank you, Peter. No, thank you, Pam. Thank you. Yes, I, I totally agree <laughs> with what I've just said. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself. Wow. Wow. You really took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> that was amazing. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Sorry. I I pontificated. Can no, you, I mean – Hit me with more. I mean, I think I think that's – 100% the correct perspective. And it's so true. I don't know why people haven't written a book about this. We got to write a book because I fully used to think the same thing. Date someone who's a little bit older. They're going to be, you know, ready for that situation, you know, ready to move on to the next ready step. Ready to settle down. They're uh-uh. going to they're going to have already accomplished it all in their life. You're not going to have to, you know, you're not going to have to put them through medical school. They're already going right. to be a doctor, baby. No. Yeah. No. No, no, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. These are the guys with serious issues. The, right. Like I can't tell you how many of the girls I know that have great partners that met those partners when they were both 25. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, it's true. Um, I have one, another one. Yeah, uh-huh. All right, this is like crucial, ladies. Crucial gals, crucial women listening. How they speak about their exes will tell mm. you everything you need to know. If every ex-girlfriend is crazy, crazy, totally crazy, right? or if – Every ex-girlfriend is still in love with him. Right. Oh. Whatever you do, get the Run. hell away from that person. Run. 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 You're you were dealing with a narcissist. An, yeah, an egomaniac. Like that person belongs – Like Or you – know, th- 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 Yeah. Go can ahead. I throw another one into the ring? What? If every boss they've ever had is an idiot. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah. I mean – Yes. If if they've been fired from multiple jobs and every time it was because of their idiot manager. <laughs> Run. Run. Honestly. This is a person who is is the common denominator and the problem in both every relationship and every job. And there's a reason why they have negative feelings toward all of them. Right. It means right. that they know they were the problem. Deep down, deep down, they know, know it. I don't even know. I don't even know. And that's they why they so violently blame the other party. Mm. Um, okay. I'm, I, can I throw in a random kind of funny one that correct. I think is like hilarious? Correct. correct. Please. <laughs> correct. <laughs> correct. I completely agree with what I just said. <laughs> um, this one says, I had an ex who would only drink jugs of distilled water. This is very strange. Are they like a, are you sure you weren't dating a, um, a steamer? Right. I'm confused. Um, yeah, that's very confusing. I, I am a know. water. I'm a water snob, but I mean a Brit, a simple Brita filter will do. I don't really. This is gonna, you know, be very embarrassing. I don't really know what dis- the difference between distilled water and non-distilled water is. Can, well, like, I'm clearly you not can... ready for your upcoming nuptials. No, um, I don't know either. <laughs> oh, great, great. Okay, I don't know. One um, ha- maybe one doesn't have like minerals. I think some some water gets like fluoride added to it, and other minerals. Actually, I'm mm, pretty sure that's what it is. Cancer causing um, fluoride. Great. Right, 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 right. And distilled does not have that. 
Like, that's why, like, you put distilled water in, like, a CPAP machine or, like, you know, in um, a steamer or something. So it doesn't, like, crystallize. Clog and, like, up the... Right. Like, get, like, minerals. Wow. I just fully I mean, can knew you the, imagine... the answer to that. Yeah. Wow. It's impressive. Know. Can you imagine being fastidious enough to, like, really only put distilled water where the, you know, in well, the contraptions like... it only took distilled water? <laughs> yes. I know people who do. I don't think dad's that good. But, uh, yeah, I do know people who do. Wow. That's um, okay. Can we get – can I also th- get to another one? Yeah. If I may. Guys with too many posts slash likes on Instagram. We've talked about this before, but I think it's interesting. Guys with like, obviously we've talked about, you know, if you're, if your guy is more active on social media than you are, like, right. "Mm -hmm." What would Brad Falchuk do? Um, The only time it's, you know, acceptable for him to have, to be extra on social media is when it's your birthday and that's it. Um, But it's just interesting to think about a guy with too many likes. Like if they're, if they have their own little platform as well, what, how do we feel about that? I don't like it. I don't want any part of it. No, I'm. Ugh, I sound like such a snob, it's, and that's I know. because I am. No serious career <laughs> entails uh, for a man. That's you know a career that's gonna be hot to me is gonna entail a vivid social media presence. I'm sorry, especially on know. Instagram. Maybe they're a thought leader on Twitter or on LinkedIn. You know, I can get you know I can get down for that. A thought leader a on LinkedIn. I would rather <laughs> die than date a thought leader on LinkedIn. Whatever. I mean, just let the record state. No, no, I'm not saying like a recruiter. I'm saying like they, you know, they are a CEO of a company if and someone, they regularly yeah, post okay. on LinkedIn important things for the masses to know. I mean, if they're – no, I actually have a bone to pick. Ben and I love nothing more than to talk about people who are annoying on LinkedIn. Like there's a difference between being, you know, running a, running a company and actually being busy and then posting like motivational BS like on LinkedIn with a bunch of hashtags. I agree. But if you want to announce that your startup was acquired by Google on LinkedIn, (laughs) that's going to turn me the hell on. Right, right, right. As long as you're not hashtagging it with like grind, hashtag hustle, hashtag, you know, never quit, whatever. Or you started out with some like dramatic story, you know? Right, right. We need to do like a whole episode. Selling it out of the back of my truck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, actually, a whole episode on LinkedIn would be amazing. I would say honestly, any sort of overusage of social media is a big problem, and yeah. and Instagram in particular, it's just it's just not hot to be honest. I just it goes back to your time. How are you spending your time? Right. And obviously, as a lady, my time you know it doesn't matter what I do with my time, but as a man, it, it matters what you do with your time. That's I not true wanna, at all. No, I'm just acknowledging quite possibly the double standard. Oh. <gasps> Life. We never said life was fair, okay? Right, and it but we did say it'll be not. worth it. Yeah, okay. I can't wait to destroy my body by having children. Exactly. There we go. So she gets to scroll a little more, okay? You right. happy? <laughs> <laughs> oh I got a few more scroll breaks in the day, okay? Exactly. <laughs> uh, the, yeah, exactly. You're not gonna okay. have to get reconstructive surgery down there one day. This bitch isn't gonna have to push out multiple humans through her vaginal canal okay or right. is going to so please <laughs> take a step back don't criticize a single thing okay <laughs> and just get the hell off your phone and do something useful <laughs> with your life okay okay and, and, and when we're talking about criticizing women this brings me to our next one that i really yeah. want to talk to you about and this is a big thing and that is a major red flag some guys grow out of it a guy that is overly critical or critical at all of other women's looks. Mm. This can be a real thing. Like there are definitely yeah. guys where the culture among their friends is to pick women apart and to yeah. like 
to talk about them and to always make a comment on the way a girl looks. Yeah. That's his first the first thing he says. I mean, this is so obvious, but it really is something where this guy is a total misogynist and yeah. he's, you know, he is someone you want to get away from. Right, right. I just yeah, I think it's better hopefully if your guy is just like a little bit more oblivious. Yeah, or just like honestly look at their exes too. Did they date normal looking girls? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or were they only right. dating Bratz dolls? I think that's I think that's so key. You're right. Were they were they dating age appropriate girls? Right, right. I know that given what I've betrayed about my early dating history, mm-hmm. it's a little pot calling the kettle. Likewise. Same pot <laughs> there with you. But yeah. I'm just yeah. If they're they- if they're in their thirties and they're exclusively dating girls that are twenty six and below, this is a problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Um Okay, someone br- submitted, and I really appreciate this, into writing poetry even a little bit. <laughs> Once again, another pot calling the kettle black. I remember when I was very into poetry, you know. Here we go. Buckle up, everybody. <laughs> this is what I'm going to say. I was an emotionally volatile person who was not fit. Still are. Still are. Still are. Not in the same <laughs> way, Okay. <laughs> Maybe still volatile, but not volatile in the romantic sense. You're like lazy and emotionally volatile now. <laughs> How dare you? How dare kidding. you? I have a very stable romantic relationship. No, I'm saying. you know. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. You do. Um, This is someone like, okay, this is something that Courtney told me very early on in life that really, really resonated. Um, She was saying that like basically she knows, you know what? It's okay if you marry someone who's not that romantic because you at least you know they're not going to be penning verse for anyone else. They're Fair. not going to be, you right. know, falling in head over heels in love quickly if, with another person. If they can't stop, you know, like exuding romantic energy, like that's maybe, yeah, exactly a red flag. Any sort of – At some point, that's going to maybe get old with the same person and then they're going to start to look for somebody new yeah it's gonna be cringy it's like the guy who reads charles bukowski any guy who's reading charles bukowski please just leave him leave him in barnes and noble any guy who loves to talk about how much they love hemingway or fitzgerald like i'm just gonna go ahead and throw that one in there as well exactly we get it you took ninth grade english right but back to what you're saying or jack kerouac i honestly grew up in my my own right 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 get a job um I I want to go back to what you're saying because I do think it's like a fine line. Like you want I like I want to be with someone who's always going to be romantic. Like I don't want to date someone who's, you know, that well is dry or be of with course. someone like that. Of course. But it's 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 the degree I think to which they are and how much they like how effusive they are all the time and if that's like really realistic. I just think that overly emotional romantic men are like the quickest men to cheat. Because they will, they will inevitably come across some bitch later in life <laughs> that they just, you know, they must know better. They need right. to understand. You know, they have to wake. They want to wake her up in the middle of the night just to hear what she says, just to hear what she has to say. I'm, are you quoting Aerosmith? I'm quoting the Runaway Bride trailer. Okay. Oh my gosh, <gasps> that song. Yes. Here's the deal. If a guy – and this is like also this dovetails into another red flag. If he's super quick to marriage, if he's super quick to falling in love with you, he'll be just as fast with some other hoe. 
Not to call you a yeah. hoe. Right, right. Wow. Well, thank okay. you for not calling me a hoe. Wow. I mean, trying to show some restraint. Thank you. You're um, welcome. Yeah, the poetry wow. thing, it's, it's very much like in the guitar family. It's just, you know, yeah. feeling – like too many feelings are not a good thing. Um, put, it, put it on my tombstone. <laughs> trying to see if there's anyone else. Oh, this is a, this is a hilarious one. Any improv experience whatsoever. <laughs> ever took a drama class in his life. In his life. Okay, was ever in a school play. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't say yes to the date. This guy will show up with a scar with an ascot. It'll be all tie. about him. There's It'll be, be a scarf. He's just honestly go ahead and date him if you're comfortable with never being the star. Date him if you're comfortable with him LARPing on the weekends with his loser friends. Okay. Just date him if you're interested in listening to show tunes in the car on road trips. Date him <sighs> if you are interested in going to Broadway shows regularly. Date him Honestly. if you want to go to the local high school school play. Date him. <laughs> Date him. Bury yourself. I, your see, grave. I I have no problem with going to the theater. I have no problem with the theater. You know, engage, the theater. I have no problem with engaging with, you know, Broadway. Do you know I live in New York City? But and our I father do, does love Andrew Lloyd Webber. And I yeah, do find I it think to be a actually, very chaste. It's, it's super sweet. I, I think it's just, you know, if someone – I've dated someone who was the star and, frankly, it was exhausting. Honestly, and they're probably gay. So that's really another thing to look out for. Well, okay. well are you going to make me cut that out? That's all we can say. I think, no, I'm not going to make you cut it out. I'm not going to make you cut it out. Brave new world, baby. Let's go. Wow. Okay. Well, you guys, thank you so much for listening. We love you so much. If you like this podcast, if you want it to continue, please give us a shout out. Tag us on Instagram. Share it. You know, just please – Share the share the good word of pop apologist. Please. 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 All right. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye.
that's all for now, folks. Don't forget, give us a five-star review. Hit us up on Instagram at Apologists, and we will see you next week, live every Wednesday. Do you ever worry about running out of interesting things to say to friends when you actually get to see them? Then we've got the perfect podcast for you. I'm Eve Yohalem, and each week on Book Dreams, my co-host Julie Sternberg and I use books to explore fascinating questions, like what happened when a Harvard professor staked her reputation on an alleged gospel of Jesus's wife that turned out to be fake? And how did debut author Tom Lynn save the American Western by blowing it to bits? Are pigeons rats with wings or wonder birds? And what's the who, what, when, where, how, and especially why of books bound in human skin? Recent and upcoming Book Dreams highlights include conversations with Booker Prize-winning author Marlon James, Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Katherine Schultz, and Merlin scholar Dr. Laura Campbell. You can listen to Book Dreams wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everyone. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of The Therapy Group, and hosts of The Shrink Chicks Podcast. Every week, we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships, and burnout. Making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the psycho babble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist but don't know how and work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you because in order to grow yourself, you gotta know yourself. Hey.